everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Two Sporting Muppets. You're here as usual with Greg and my co-host Gray, and we'll take a look at the week in sport. How are you this week, my friend? I'm very well, Greg. Very well. My head is spinning, though. I cannot believe how... Like, we always rave on about how much sport there is, but <laughs> this week, it's all that and then some. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of global sport going on, high-profile sport around the world this week, which which had Australians involved, which has kept our ears pricked, I guess. Yeah, Australians, you know, Australians involved and doing really, really well. Yeah. And, you know, which makes, but it's not just that, but also domestically, you know, heaps happening as well. And and starting with the one that everyone, no surprise, no one in the NRL, first coach of the year to get hooked, literally and figuratively, and, you know, everything following that. Poor old Dragons, but it was no surprise. It wasn't. Well, we'll start right there, Greg. So in our NRL news, and the most biggest story is St. George coach Anthony Griffin. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? We thought that he might last a year, but they pulled the trigger. Yeah, look, you and I talked about it off off the pod. And you now we both sort of had the feeling they might stick with him just for the year for consistency for the players while they'll do their due diligence and look for another coach to come in starting beginning of next year. But I think... The pressure got to the board and the outside noises took over and they felt they had to do something rather than nothing. And the something was to basically say thanks, but no thanks anymore and finish up this week, which he has done. I think that happened on, what are we on? That happened yesterday. It was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Officially Tuesday. I think it was leaked out Monday. Monday. Does it surprise though? What what gets me when they talk about keeping a coach on? Have you ever seen it work? No. No, no. And the, the, one of the reasons they've lost six in a row, I think, is the writing's been on the wall. They've made no secret that, you know, they used the phrase he had to apply for his job again. Read between the lines, you got no chance, buddy. We're moving on. So I think everyone knew, look, unless they won 12 in a row from now to the end of the season, he'd, he was going to go anyway. So, you know, the writing's been on the wall. I think the, although the players have said all the right things in terms of supporting him, that's been, no one's, I haven't read any of the players speak out against him they've all been quite supportive of him and i heard um debellum speak i think it was yesterday when the announcement was made and you know he talked about feeling guilty and the players need to take responsibility for someone losing their livelihood and it was quite an interesting tone in the way he spoke that said they've still played they think that way that's they've still played shit and lost six in a row and and lost some matches they really had opportunities and and should have and could have won in that time yeah a lot of close games in that and they didn't seem to take that into account too much today and just back to the bell and now he's right and i'm sure players feel that when the coach gets punted but unfortunately it doesn't it doesn't help the poor coach no too late for him but him or her but what and we've discussed this greg what as a non-dragon supporter but what i feel for your supporters is but it's not like this didn't happen two and a half years ago same thing when they got rid of mcgregor and they they chose really poorly all they did, all they did was just went to the merry-go-round of coaches, of shit unproven coaches, not unproven, shit proven to be shit coaches, and and went for who they thought was the best out of that lot, Anthony Griffin. You know, a bloke who punted for the Broncos. His team was coming fourth at Penrith, but for whatever reasons punted. I thought it was fairly obvious that he's a mediocre coach at best, but the Dragons just, you know, fell into that trap, and here, we, here they are a couple of years down the track. So they've gained nothing, have they? They've, in terms of moving forward, coaching, they've gained, they've gone nowhere, absolutely nowhere in two and a half years. No, they've not attracted any particularly high quality players. They've not improved. 
their coaching situation. They're exactly where they were, as you said, when they decided to punt McGregor, they're exactly where they were two and a bit years ago. And I think, you know, from a player looking in, why would, it, it's a bit like we've talked about the Tigers, but why would you go to the Dragons at the moment? It, look, it, it looks dysfunctional. The board can't make decisions. When they do, they, they, they seem to make them on the fly without plans in place. And the, the squad's not bad, but they're not performing where they should be. No, they're certainly not. And you're right, Greg, they're, they're almost imitating the Tigers. I, I caught a little bit of the um, the back page last night. And I was saying, you know, even then, like, you know, no one, just a, a one-line statement from the club, no one really coming out taking any. The players, as you said, basically have to talk about it. Well, that was the worst thing, that it was announced in the media and then the players had to front the media at 9 o'clock or 8.30 yesterday morning. Look, the players would have known unofficially, but apparently, officially, the players weren't, even, weren't officially told until after everything was released. Well, so the media knew allegedly before the players, some players did. Appalling, but appalling, but not surprising. No, not surprising. And you're right, Rafa, it's, what's the word? Amateur hour. Just absolute amateur hour, isn't it? But Do you think the fact that the, the two joint venture clubs, it's happening in both, do you think it's an indication of the 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 sticky tape breaking apart from the the clubs that are, I don't know. I'm, Quite I'm, possibly. I'm, you know, you've got the Illawarra cohort and the St. George cohort, and in your case, the West cohort and the Balmain cohort. Do you think it's that power struggle between that makes this joint venture a challenge? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just posing the question. It doesn't help. I, I'm sure it doesn't help, Greg. We probably won't get into that here and now, but it certainly doesn't help. And I guess it's how you measure success. Let's just say both those outfits, both joint ventures are basket cases. At the moment, yeah. They have one. I know it's only one, but they've won one premiership each since they became the merge entities. Now, which, let's say, which is probably one more than St. George or Balmain or West would have won on their own, perhaps. You never know, do you? Possibly, but, yeah. But no, I think that's a really interesting point, mate. But anyway, let's let's look forward. So they're heading now to look. Jason Riles is the the front runner. Seems to be the the one they're chasing the most. Yeah, look, he is well credentialed. I, I like the fact that he's he has coached under Bellamy. Uh, he's been at Melbourne under Robertson Robbo at at the Roosters, and, for, and he obviously um, Dragons DNA through his blood, as is the other two candidates, Dean Young and, and Ben Horby. Look, I don't this is unlike the Dragons coaching position. I don't think they can I don't think they can make a bad decision out of those three. I just think they can make probably one better one. That's a fair point. They can make a better one, but I don't think anyone would be poor. No, no. Look I think Hornby, I've said to you before, I think Hornby wouldn't be a bad choice. I just think he's got the right personality. He was under Bennett at South and so now he's assistant under Demetrio at Souths. So although the same club, two different coaches, success and having success. So I think I agree with you, Riles is more credentialed and coming with better experience, but Hornby's not an amateur either and, and has worked under some quality coaches in quality systems. So I think that that would be good. Uh, where's Young? He's up North Queensland, isn't he? He is, but he's he's been there quite a while and he's, I think he might've been at the Roosters at one stage or maybe the Rabbits, but he's certainly done a reasonable apprenticeship. Um, going back to Hornby, I know we had a laugh about this, which is bizarre for an origin player, but that little notion that's often bandied about ordinary players make good coaches. That being the case, Hornby should be a very good coach. Yeah. He was probably a bit better than ordinary, but I know I, I and the tradesman. Yeah. I know what you're getting at. And I agree with you. He was a very popular captain, successful captain, won a premiership, played State of Origin. So he had a lot of success in his, found his niche role. But I think Riles is the better option. I agree with you. 
but I'd be happy with either of those two. If they name either of those two, I'd be quite, I think they're, the Dragons would be finally heading in the right direction. I agree. And at least they won't be going back on that merry-go-round. And look, it's a much more informed decision. You can say, oh, they've tried old boys before, McGregor and Brown. But those two were not the quality of candidate, candidate I don't think, of these blokes are. No, I don't think they've done the apprenticeship. Either of these two have done. I am pleased that the Hasler and Maguire and those names aren't coming up. They are coming up, but not seriously. Even Flanagan. Like Flanagan's the other one. You know, they're, they're peripheral, but they're not really being talked about in serious terms, and I think that's a good thing. No, I was having this chat with, with my young bloke, and he, he reckons Hasler could be a good option. I Nah, they would be absolutely stark raving mad to go near Desi, in my opinion. I think, as you said, mate, going, going to one of those younger ex-Dragons players, good apprenticeships, that's the way to go. And I think, and I'll be able to attract some players. As, I, as a fan, I think that's the way to go. There'd be a lot out there wouldn't agree with me, and that's fair enough. But I think, as you said, they tried with Hook, the old tried and tested route, and that hasn't worked. So if, you, if you're going the Flanagan or the Hazard or Maguire, you're just doing the same. It's like the rat on the wheel. You just keep doing the same thing over and over again, wanting a different result. At least by taking a real quality experience assistant, you look like you're doing something different. And I think that that's a good move. I think it's a great move. And if, however, one thing I will say before we move on is like the Tigers, whatever the poorest option is, that's the one the Dragons will take. Probably. So what I'm saying is if I was Trent Barrett, I would I would have my phone on. I wouldn't have my phone on silent. Now, in all seriousness, doesn't it show that he'll never coach again? The fact that his name is not, you know, Dragons legend. Not even mentioned. The fact that not even mentioned knows that he's a persona non gratia, and rightly so. Like I said, I, I think he's, I think Greg, he'd be, he is not a very good assistant coach. I was about to say the very same thing. I think Trent Barrett's one of those extremely talented, skilled assistant coaches and would be great on any coaching team, but not as a head coach. He's proven that. So, yeah, well, good luck to Dragons fans. And Dragons, hopefully they can get their, get their stuff together. I hope they can, whatever they choose to do, they announce and organize as soon as possible so the rumors stop disappearing. Because, again, it's just more outside noise. It is. Look, they've done well. I do like the fact they've just appointed one of the assistants that hardly anyone's ever heard of. You know, people in the rugby league world know, but the you know, majority of the average fan doesn't. So he can just get the job done for the rest of the year as they go through the process and, you know, re- ready to hit the ground running in the off season. All right. Well, Greg, we'll have a quick look at our last round, round 11. So some really good games, as it has been all year. Storm 24, the Broncos 16. Panthers flogged the Roosters 48-4. Wasn't that beautiful to watch? That was nice to watch. I think we, I think I, I think I messaged you during that one, didn't I? I think I sent you a message you during that one. No, it was it was wonderful. Cowboys 42, Dragons 22, Knights 46 over the Titans 26, Warriors 24, Bulldogs 12, uh, the Rabbitohs 20. Neil over the Tigers, Raiders 26, Eels 18, and the Sharkies 20 over the Eagles 14. Right. Any any thoughts, comments, questions about, about the round? Look, that, they were good games. There were some really good games. I thought the Dragons were really disappointing, particularly in that 10 minutes during that Sinbin period in the first half. That they, they lost the game in that 10 minutes. And you could argue long and hard around whether that Sinbin was valid or should have happened or not. It, it, it's an irrelevant argument because it did happen. And the Dragons were disgraceful during that 10 minutes. They had nothing. Disgraceful, yeah, and you're right. And the, the game went away from them. Look, Storm Broncos was a good game. They two very good teams. Adam Reynolds get, getting knocked out. I I missed that. I, I caught the second game. I actually didn't see that game. 
Yeah, so he oh, – I didn't actually see the incident until later, but, yeah, he kicked through – he was chasing a kick to try and score a try. And, you know, he sort of dove forward and landed on his head is, is what didn't – so no one else, you know, involved in it. Self-inflicted. And, obviously, Adam Reynolds is so important to the Broncos. And, but it was a good, tough game. Look, Melbourne – Melbourne played well. Look, the Knights, a bit of an, a lot of people were tipping the Titans because Titans have been playing well. Look, Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga just in time when the Queensland Origin team is about to be selected. <laughs> yeah, he, he had an absolute cracking, particularly the second half. So I guess I guess Phil Gould has to eat all his words about the Bali trip now. It's worked. It's paid off. That's right. It has. A few people said that. Oh, feel good. But they came back refreshed. They were on fire and rolled the Titans comfortably. Seriously, when you're the general manager of a club, could shouldn't you just be keeping keeping your nose in your own affairs? I would have thought I would have thought so. That due role, if, if the conflict of interest is 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 a bit a bridge too far, but it's just not. It's just a bad look being a general manager and it must media. drive the other clubs crazy when he goes on his rants. On this case, it was Newcastle, but he has a crack at all of them every now and then. I know he's had a voice around the Dragons coaching, and he certainly had a word around the Tigers' performances. So. It must drive the clubs in absolutely crazy in this, you know, media role, and then as you said, general manager of the dogs, the bulldogs. Yeah, it'll be be rather annoying. Look, I guess the fact that most people with any league knowledge don't take don't put a lot of sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for credence in what he says, but plenty of people do that. Plenty of others, you know, do and take what he says as gospel. But anyway. Look, Warriors, you know, they played they'll back on track. The dogs just, you know, the injuries and the dog. They play some good footy, the dogs. They're quite good to watch, but just you know, just lacking that that bit of oomph to to match stronger teams. Look, I didn't see my Tigers, but I saw the replays and that, and it probably didn't do them justice. It was eight nil for a lot of the game. I was going to say I actually only saw the first half of that, and they were not too bad in the first half. Yeah, they they defended really well. Look, it was a good effort, but it was a typical Tigers. They inside the opposition twenty, they had nothing. They had no answers to get, no way to get out of that try line. But I think it, if that's the case, though, if your defence isn't too bad, at least there's something to build on, you know. And Souths have been red hot too, so I'll take that loss. Well, it's not a unsurprising loss, and they probably did well just to keep it to twenty. The way Souths have been playing lately, yeah, I agree with that. Certainly take that. Look, the Raiders just too strong for the Eels. We've been nice and nippy down there. That wasn't it wasn't a bad game either. Look, the Raiders, the Raiders are starting to play a bit closer to what their team list suggests they should. Their forward pack is is really, really strong. Yeah, they're, they're, they're coming good. And on the other side of that coin, Paris starting to get themselves in a hole. They want to start getting they want to start getting some wins sooner. They can count this season over. Oh yeah, I think they're in fourteenth and they've got they've got some they've got someone strong this week as well. So they're gonna, you know, find themselves as you said in a deep hole. Look and the Sharkies keep their good season continues. I know Manly have been they're in a hole as well, but they're traditionally hard to beat at Brookvale. And so the Sharks getting the chocolates there by a try. Look, and the- yeah, I watched. I actually I watched that game, and Sharks were lucky that last twenty five minutes or so. I thought Manly were going to come back and get them. I don't know what happened to the Sharks. They just shut up shop. They clocked off, didn't they? It, it, they, they started. Did. They started playing not to lose, as opposed to playing to win. And once you do that, we know what happens. Yeah. So and, oh, can't stand Seagulls, and I've said that lots of times before. But they were, played well in that last probably thirty minutes, 25, 30 minutes. To come back as close as they did, and and they had their chance to score again, and and that's the thing I couldn't believe. Sharks, you know, who looked dominant for so long, to get themselves in that position when they nearly did get rolled, like yeah, really, really poor. They certainly need need to improve on that. Look, some injuries that came out of the the round, Greg. 
Speaking of Manly, Ella Weish, he's gone with a shoulder for six weeks. Atulagi and Aaron Woods, about the same. Facial fracture and a thumb. Woodsy going down. It's It actually helped. The team it helps is Manly. Let's be honest about it. Um, McInnes. McInnes is broken hand. He'll be out for a month or so. Obviously, Joey Manu with the ankle injury. Look, probably only two or three weeks. They're hoping. Someone that can't take a trick this year, Sean Lane. You know, he's just come back from a broken jaw. Now he's gone with a really bad hamstring tear, so he, so he'll be gone. He'll be gone for a couple of months, so which doesn't help them. All right, now plenty happening in the league world, which we'll get to in a sec. But we'll just have a quick look at this, this week's games. I can't. It shows you how strong the comp is. If when you look at the draw each round, there just seems to be so many good games. It is. That's, that's going to be saying something. It is a close season, although it's starting to spread out now. It is starting to spread out, which I think we said a third of the way through, starting to get a clear picture. I think you made that point a few weeks ago, and I think we're getting to that point now. Where it's The haves and the have-nots are starting to stand out a bit more. Yeah, you're right. The bottom is starting to really come apparent. But at least it's happening, you know. it's not that, We're not that far away from halfway through. So you'd rather that than after round three or four, like it was last year. Very true. Mm. But anyway, we have tomorrow the Broncos and the Panthers up at, up at Suncorp. Yeah, that's a tough one to pick, isn't it? Because Penrith is starting to come good. Broncos have been great, but Adam Reynolds is still out, I understand. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. He's gonna, even if he's fit, I think they're going to rest him. I think I'll still go with the Broncos up there. I agree with you. And, and of course, we forgot to mention, but it's Indigenous round. Yes. This round, yeah, which is a very significant, most more significant rounds of the year. And there's been a lot of promotion this week. You know, some really good stories out there. I saw tonight, Nico Hines, um, you know, doing a doing a bit of a a celebration as well, and Latrell during the week, Cody Walker. So yeah, no, it's really, really and you know, it's so important well, to everyone, but the Indigenous players. And yes, let's just say not many of them play poorly. No, in Indigenous they round. do tend to get up for this round, and the NRL's got better and better at putting it on each year, which is great. It's, no, it's improving the right all the time. Yeah, really good week. Sure. Like Broncos now, <laughs> your poor dragons, Greg. Dragons versus the Roosters, who are playing also in a hole. It's that Jubilee. It is that Jubilee. Do, do you go? You know the dragons, the monkeys off the back. Everyone knows what's going on, so they're let free a bit and play better in front of the home crowd and win. Or do Roosters just get their act together and storm over the disaster club? I don't know which way to go. I'll go my upset. I'll go the dragons. My heart says the dragons. I'll stick with them with absolutely zero negative confidence. Yeah. Negative confidence. Look, I think the Dragons will play a lot better, and as you said, freer. Whether that will be enough, because I think look, the Roosters they have they have to get their act together, and I I just think that they have to you know the players do it because they have to, not because I like them. No, they have definitely got the players that can do it, but they they've been looking pretty awful the last. Well, we watched them in Queensland a couple of weeks ago, and they were, they were terrible the other night, which we both watched I think against Penrith. But forty eight point like leaking forty eight points. Oh my god! But the Dragons and the Dragons are no Penrith. And as we found out, they're no cowboys either. <laughs> no, they're no cowboys either. And we'll have a good yardstick, won't we? Once the Tigers play the Cowboys this week to see who's the worst out of the who's really the worst team out of the Dragons and the Tigers. Um, Friday night, the main game, Rabbitohs versus the Eels. Got to go with the Rabbits. Indigenous round, Latrell and Cody will get themselves up for a big game. Parramatta, as we just said, are a bit of a hole, not just a bit of a hole, a big hole, and not looking any way out of it at the moment. So you have to stick with Souths. I think that's a safe bet. We've got on Saturday, first game, Sharkies versus the Knights. Yeah, I still, I've said it all. Yeah, I know they're not perfect, but I like the way the Sharks play. I stick with the Sharks. Yeah, I think the Sharks will win that comfortably. 5.30 Saturday at the Grand Old Lady at Leichhardt, the Tigers versus the Cowboys. 
Are you going? You and the boy going? No. Look, what well, we might have, but we just went up to Magic Round. There's a fair bit going on. So I'd like to, but we'll enjoy it from the, the comfort and warmth of the lounge room. We'll be there in spirit. But one thing, Greg, we have chatted before. People talk about Leichhardt and the Tigers. Tigers have a terrible record at Leichhardt. I remember you saying that earlier this year when they played there, and I think I made the comment about Leichhardt, and you highlighted the fact their record is so bad they actually lost that week. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, and just just because I think Cowboys may have just worked it out and starting to come good. And I'm going to go Tigers out of loyalty. Well, a couple of years ago, was it two or three years ago, when Tommy Radonikas passed away, you know, they played the Cowboys at Leichhardt, and everyone was just... Tigers were raging hot favourites, you know, doing it for Tommy. Yes, yeah, so had the jersey and, in the halfway line and all the rest of it. I yep. remember that. I remember that round, yep. 30 nil at halftime. Yes. The Cowboys were in front. Was that, was that the week they got booed off the – Yes, it was. And I was, I was in attendance. I wasn't booing. But Liam and I were there. And, yeah, one of us was very happy and one of us was not. You can guess who – As much as I'm loyal to you and do follow the Tigers a bit more now, I've got to go with the Cowboys. I think they're just – they had two good wins, and I think they might be starting to work it out. And the Tigers, like the Dragons, are really struggling. They are. Although they have been playing a lot better, but yeah, we'll see. It'll be a really good indication of where both teams are at, to be honest. Now, Dolphins versus Storm. This should be a, this should be a cracker. Where's that one at? Is that... That's at Suncorp. I only got Dolphins. They've come off the bye. Most teams win off the bye. Melbourne are better, but not there yet. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. No, I agree. I'm going with you. I agree. Sunday. We've got the Bulldogs versus the Titans. That's it. That's at Homebush. That's, I don't know. That's a toss of a coin, that one. Probably Titans, just because the dogs are just ravaged with in- injuries. And I think our fear for the Dolphins earlier in the season was their lack of depth, but I think the Bulldogs are suffering from a bit of a lack of depth. Yeah, they certainly are. Like I said, one thing I like about the Bulldogs is they have a really, they have a red hot go. They really do have a dig each week and do their best. And the blokes, there's some really good players there. But yeah, there's lack, you know, across the park, you know, as much class and experience as other teams. Yeah, I agree. I think t- Titans will just be a little bit too good. I think the Titans, but if the Dogs win, I wouldn't be shocked. It wouldn't be an upset in my head. It'd just, I'd get it, but I'd go with the Titans. Yeah, and look, and it says, and the, the odds suggest that two dollars for the Bulldogs, dollar eighty Titans. So they've, you know, they've got it as pretty close. Not much in at all. And the last one, our last for the round down at. Down at sunny Canberra, the Raiders versus Manly. Oh, Raiders, I think down there. Yeah, I, I would like, yeah, I think Raiders reasonably comfortable. Manly aren't going that well. Travoy, there's something wrong with Travoy. Did you watch him try and chase oh. the other night? Yep. Is it no, and, injury, and, injury I, they're not talking about or confidence? I don't know, but there's something not A bit right. of both, I think. Or, bit of both. If, if it's age, it's been a very quick decline. Yeah, no, it's certainly not age. He's, he's not right. His hamstrings or whatever it is are definitely not right. We'll see. Well, yeah. If he's, we'll go into Origin now because they're talking about it. But now, bet the Origin team's going to announce. I think it's Sunday night. Is it? I think we do it Sunday in Queensland Monday. Yeah, I think that's right. It's after this, straight after this round. This round finishes for both teams. Look, very hard. I don't look every year. They always rave on about it, but seriously, it's going to be some very good players miss out because such is the the death of both of both states. To be honest, um, look, New South Wales, obviously Tommy, they can't pick. What do you think? They can't pick. They can't pick Tavoyevich the way he's going. I I don't think there's any chance he can be picked at the moment. Not the way he's playing right now. Yeah, no, they've got to go. They can't. Campbell Graham's in such good form. It's just a no-brainer. If they are dead set about picking the best player right now, best players right now, which they don't always do because they'll pick combinations, all the other BS that goes with it. But you know, it should be the best players playing, and he's not one of the best at the moment. 
fullback. And look, they he wouldn't play fullback. He'd play wing anyway. But I don't think they can pick him. No, yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. I think Campbell Graham's got to be there somewhere. Look, we won't, we won't go for our te- expected teams, but look, obviously the not negotiables will be there. Ted, Teddy, Latrell in the back line. So the thing, look, Cleary, Luai, I think has done enough. I, I, I personally don't think he should be, but I think they probably will stick with him for the first game. Look, I don't think he's done enough, but he did play well the other night against the Roosters. He, he's a bit like Ponga. He put his hand up right as right at the right time. It's only only over, yeah. Like I said, I don't agree with it, but I think they will just for whether it's loyalty or whatever, whatever bullshit they want to trot out. But Hines, Hines will have to be the fourteenth. Hines needs must be in that squad. If he's if he misses out again, there's something really wrong. He's just. I I know we both said he was flat during Magic Round, but apart from that one off week, he's had he's probably been the pick player of the competition consistently week in week out. Totally agree, Greg. And he's had a fair bit going on off the field that week. So yeah, no, he's he did, which which we did talk about. And he he bounced back. He played amazing against Manly last week. He was phenomenal. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a walk walk up start. Look, the the hooker battle will be interesting. Appy, Appy Coruscant and Cook. I don't think they I don't think they'll carry two hookers. They might, but not sure whether they'll they'll go that way. Look, Cook's the front runner, I think. I was about to say, I think they'll go with Cook for the first game and see what happens. See what happens after that, yeah. Look, front rowers, junior, obviously, junior Paul O'Pain Haas sort of picked themselves. It's the back row. It's the, you know, the the lock in the middle and the and the edges. We've got so many good players there. Look, the starting team, obviously, Yo, Cameron Murray to start with, without only thinking too hard. And then you've got so many. Liam Martin came back last week and, was, and played really well. We've got, you know, there's about literally six, seven others, and only about two two or three positions. Yeah, I think what you said, sadly, this year, is in, in both, but New South Wales particularly, there's going to be some very, very, very good players that are playing really well right now that are going to miss out, at least in the first match. Yeah, which all as well, though, because every player who plays in that first match knows that there's plenty of blokes ready to take their spot. Yeah, the pressure's on. For some of those blokes, the pressure will be on to perform from, from kickoff. So which leads a good series. Look, Queensland... Any, any doubts over Ponga? Well, definitely. I, think, I don't think there was any doubt. Just knowing the way the Queensland operate, yeah, you know, we know how Queensland different beast. Totally agree with you. He was he was always going to get picked, but he certainly, if there were doubt, he he quashed that on the weekend. Well, probably the only content, not contentious, but the young firebrand Corey Horsburgh from the Raiders, young the redhead. Yeah, he's going so well. Whether he'll get a run this time. Or whether they, you know, they wait till later in the series, but he'll definitely be in their squad, you know, in their extended squad. I think. Um, look, yeah, you know, the rest of them, Hunt, Munster, you know, pick themselves. They'll be loyal to the, to most of their forwards. Gagai always performs in Origin. He'll be there. Valentine Holmes, you know, like you said, Queensland will do what Queensland do. But still, exciting time of year. Look forward to seeing the teams announced. Yeah, I'm sure next week, when once we have the list in front of us, we're going to have a chat about, and probably have more of a chat about who's missed out rather than who's in, to be to be fair. There'll be, there'll be plenty of discussion, as always, about that. Now, off the field, Greg, now, something in future weeks, we haven't got time this week, but the whole hip drop and all that thing is getting out of hand. But look, we spoke a bit last week. Jared Hayne was found guilty and sent back to jail. I think it was three or four four years sentence. Three, three, three years. I think three and a bit years. Okay, so look, the courts have, you know, whatever whatever you think about that, the courts have spoken and the law is law. Now, Paul Kent. Now, I'll say this off the bat. I'm not a Paul Kent fan. I do not. I do not like him at all. And yes, I did. No, 
laugh, not right word. I was quite not pleased, but I'll, yeah, I guess please, I'll say it. Not, not for the actual alleged, you know, the alleged domestic violence that that is totally ter- totally inappropriate, terrible, and regardless, you know, any we've spoken about this before. Domestic violence, violence against women is totally unacceptable. It wasn't that, but what got me was and look, as much as I don't like Paul Kent. It's only allegations. Everyone gets their day in court. So he shouldn't be hung, drawn, and quartered on that until he gets his, you know, fair, he gets a, a fair trial and all the rest of it. But for a bloke that's just humbled anyone, you know, about domestic violence issues and that, and also the way Fox Sports handled it was, it just reeked, reeked of hypocrisy. So, you know, here's a network, here's a network that any player alleged that they are all over it. Cameras in their face, reporting on it. This is what the alleged have done. Basically, you know, trying them guilty before, guilty before had a chance. But yet, over the weekend, when it was announced in you know media outlets, didn't even mention it. And I watched Monday night the first five minutes of three sixty just to see. Oh, Kenny's not here. He's had the week off due to personal issues. What do you think about all that, mate? Seriously, look, I I I think my opinion on domestic violence is one thing, and I won't even go there because we're talking about sport. But my comment will be, it's interesting, as you said, when the Murdoch machine slash Fox in Australia, when they're in the power seat with the players on the other end, you know, hang, draw and quarter them as soon as there's a rumour, basically. And yet they didn't put their person out the front. And, you know, he wanted his space and uh, it's a difficult time and all the rest of it. But, you know, he doesn't ever do that when it's the players. So it's, it's a bit, this is awful. But when I saw him... But, on the steps of the courthouse with the journos with microphones in the in his face, it was a bit of karma. It was like was, and he knew that. And that sounds awful, but it's it's like yeah, your shoes on the other foot now. Yes, karma. As you're right, just to- total karma. Look, I, I must say, I saw that tonight on the news. Uh, in his defence, he did handle that reasonably well. He didn't do the thing that they all do of running away, which is just what the media want. Yeah, he spoke. He spoke, and then after he spoke, he walked away, and they had nothing else to do except to say, "Okay, we're done." But yeah, as I said, I, I just. Like I said, I think it's karma. I'm not a fan of his at all. But, you know, I know a lot of people took great pleasure in getting on social media and, and crucifying him. He's, like you said, you can say he's a bit of an idiot as a bloke, but he's still, he's still entitled entitled to that. But, yeah, but I'm with you, Greg. Fox Sports closing ranks. You know, one of their own, they just treat it totally different. Hmm. You know, and how, you know, how they can, you know, down the track when they start talking about their support for women in the league round. And that, I think, is yeah, just so... Yeah, that that's when that's when the hypocrisy will come out. But it is what it is. Okay, so we'll we'll watch watch that space and let's let's move on. Let's move on, indeed. And we mentioned world sport, Greg, around the joint. So so many good stories. Sam Kerr, like you know, our great. Well, as someone I heard someone say last night, she's probably the most popular Australian soccer player at the moment. Full stop. By far. By far. Like the, the gap to the next player, regardless of gender. It, it, it's so wide, it's not funny. She's our most well-known and our most popular, as you said, and probably our most talented ever. She'd have to be nearly the most talented footballer we've ever produced in Australia. Oh, yep. Yeah, in, and definitely, if not the, in, in the top three or four, yep. for sure. And so Chelsea, her Chelsea won 1-0. Look, they didn't play their best, but there was one opportunity, and they really closed her down well, but champions like her, one opportunity. She scored off it. Yep, yep, she did. As Eminem would say, one chance, one opportunity, and she took it. Yeah, so so well done to her. And Chelsea, I think I've won that FA Cup so you know a lot of times in in the last few years. 
but well done to Samantha Kerr. Jason Day, five-year drought between winning a PGA tournament with awful injuries, you know, back back problems, remodeled swing, almost gave it away. It was so bad. But he won the Byron Nelson Classic during the week. So it was a great result. Yeah, move on, golf. No, it's, it's yeah, good. Oh, come on. And, and I did hear that, you know, it was his first PGA win in, in what did you say, five years or something like that? It was quite a significant amount of time. So, you no. Know, Credit, credit where credit's due, amazing achievement. Yeah, and perseverance, a great, and, you know, and a great you story said, of perseverance. Through you know, ups and downs, but injuries as well, to persevere and keep going back all the time must be exhausting for some of those athletes. So the, that in itself is amazing. And then he's you know, seems, seen some success now by hanging in there. So well-deserved and, and credit to him for when it was really tough, stayed there and kept going. He did. And that's the PGA coming up this week. So, you know, he's in form at the right time. Look, something that's on the lighthearted front, great to see, though. So he's been in the States since God knows. He's teenager, late teenagers and all that. But he, his Aussie accent is strong as. You know, there's none of that getting a half US, half a, a Aussie twang going, the Greg Norman type. He is, he is, his accent is Aussie as they come. I didn't see him anywhere. Like that. But that's funny because, as you said, he's been overseas for, and um, based himself overseas for a very long time now. You'll probably see him talk and go, what was Greg talking about? But no, to me, it sounded, sounded Aussie as, but well done, Jason Day. Also, almost Ming Ji Lee, you know, our great uh, female player, she lost a playoff in the LGPA tour. So it was almost a, it was almost a pigeon pair going up, but good to see our golfers in form. Also, great boxing. We've got another world champion. Jason Maloney won the WBO World Bantamweight title okay, on the weekend. Okay, slipped 100%. I dropped that one because I didn't even see that in the media. Oh, mate, you wouldn't have because I only saw it on the internet. It's funny. Look, boxing is having a bit of a resurgence in Australia at the moment, but it's totally dependent on who the boxer is. You know, like the, the Zoo boys and their great fighters are really, you know, marketed well. I didn't know about this fight. It was held in Stockton, in California, near Sacramento, there, San Jose. Um, yeah, he was. It was. Yeah, there's quite a few fights on the card. Very technical. He he was up against a really ferocious puncher, and he just out he out strategized him. He just he chose. He was getting booed by the crowd because it wasn't that exciting. But the commentator said he's getting booed because he's doing his job. His job. He wants to win this fight to be a world champion, and he just yeah didn't give the opponent opportunities to hit, and he won it on points reasonably comfortably. Yeah, so so apparently now there's muted potential fight for him with um, Nanita, I think it's Doro here, I can't pronounce his name, but that big payday potentially up ahead. Yeah, and look, and both the Zoo boys have got big fights coming up as well. I did see, I think it's been advertised on Fox that they've both got fights coming up in the near future. And, they, and they're both <laughs> like their dad and they're, and they're, both, they're both the real deal. Different personalities, yes. but yeah, you know, both. Both very, very talented fighters. So, look, great to see for our boxing, for our pugilistic fans. Plenty plenty happening. Something else, Greg, I had. Now, this was today. Oh, a couple of things today about Tiger. Bit of a G up, but they made it. You would have seen the deal. Anthony Phil from the Wiggles. Yes. You know, saying that he'd like to buy oh, the Balmain side of the Tigers. Yeah, it was lighthearted. Yeah, some people ran with it. Yeah, but he said if he won the Italian, Italian lotto. Italian lotto. I did see the rest of it, yes. Look, it was like, nice to see his passion for the Tigers and all the rest of it and, you know, those who are against the, the joint venture. But, you know, in his, what he's saying is, yeah, in my dreams, I would love to, but it ain't going to happen. Never going to happen. And the most outrageous I heard today and saw today was the Brisbane Tigers Rugby League Club have launched an application for the 18th license. 
Yeah, we won't even talk about it. What it's taken twenty years for a second Brisbane team, and they're expecting to put one in in a couple of years. No, we'll hap- won't happen. Okay, now Greg, AFL AFL season kicks on. Just our results, our rich, uh, winners last week were Richmond. That was an upset over Geelong. The Swannies went down at home to Fremantle. Hawthorne flogged the hapless Hawthorne. Bulldogs beat Carlton. Great to see Carlton have finally started losing. Collingwood, unfortunately, did not lose. They flogged the Giants. West Coast were annihilated by the Gold Coast. Port Adelaide smashed North Melbourne. Brisbane beat Essendon. Good to see Essendon coming back to the pack too. And St Kilda, who you know could not lose earlier in the year, went down to Adelaide over there. But probably the most, or from our point of view, Greg, the Sydney teams, the Swannies have they've had, they do have a lot of injuries, but really, really hit a um hit you know, hit a slow patch. They've hit a wall, haven't they? From how many is that in a row they've lost now? They've... Oh, it, it's a few. Yeah, and they're struggling. Yeah, look, at... and I know you're right because I've read that the the injury hindered, but they're not r- traveling too good at the moment. Well, they're very Swannies like. They don't get flogged. They always they always give a contest. But yeah, as I said, the injuries and bit of age creeping in, ridiculous things. You know, Buddy third game in a row with, without kicking a goal. And I don't know if you saw that thing. He took a goal near the square and decided to play on for some no, stupid I, I reason. I didn't see it, but why? What's that yeah. about? I don't know. Unfortunately, there was an opponent about a meter behind him who was very happy to jump on it to tackle him. Um, yeah, so things like, of course, oh, Buddy's going to retire and all that nonsense. No, he doesn't. He'll just plug at it for the rest of the year. But yeah, the Swannies you know, have a bit of answering to do. And the Giants. Look, the Giants haven't been playing terrible, but they started well, but they're they've come back to the pack. So it's 14th and 15th. The Swannies are 14th at the moment. Giants are 15th. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, not great. Not looking great, but hey, we'll keep working hard and we'll see how it progresses. EPL, two rounds to go. So the two significant results over the weekend, Brighton beat Arsenal 3-0, which has basically ended, not not officially yet until this week, but that's killed any hope Arsenal had. Man City beat Everton 3-zip. So what it means is, Manchester City have a game in hand. So they're playing Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford, whereas Arsenal have Notts Forest and Wolves, who are weaker teams. But with that game in hand, I think if Man City win this week, that's it. They're champions. They're crown champions. Now, down the lower end, as always, it's very, very, very close. So the table at the bottom end, Southampton, Nagonski, Leicester City are on 30, Leeds United 31, Everton on 32, Notts Forest 34, and my blokes, West Ham on 37. So West Ham should be safe, but the rest of them, Everton particularly, Notts Forest and Leeds, they have a hell of a fight in their hand the next two games. So they could be in trouble for relegation, couldn't they? <laughs> so, and as we've kept banging on about, plenty at stake and so two games to go. The last game, of course, is that round where every game is played at the same time on the same day. Which I love as well because you can't manipulate the results. No, I do love that. Yes, you can get some on-field updates, but you still, yeah, it's great. You can't manipulate. Um, Greg, just the A-League, the first semifinals or the first league of the semis. We had the eliminations. I will say from the bat, I've got no idea why I do two legs. They have elimination finals, two legs, and then the, a final. So why that? Why wouldn't you just have the semi as a knockout? But anyway, trying to get more money, I don't know. But leg one, uh, that was one all draw between Sydney FC and Melbourne City. That was up here in Sydney. So they're back to Melbourne. And Adelaide, uh, Gold Coast, sorry, Gold Coast, Central Coast 2, Adelaide 1. And they're over to Adelaide this week. So look, can go either way, but the second leg's to be played. And obviously the winner of, from each goes through to the grand final. I now, just correct? find the A-League has just dragged on that the interest has fallen off. 
Well, it's not televised, is it, on free-to-air? No, it's on Paramount Plus, which is the it's just, paid look, one of the other subscription yeah. services. It's it's run right now into the NRL and AFL competitions. So it's run all summer, and now it's dragged into heart nearly, as you said, nearly halfway through the NRL and AFL. It's too long. I've lost interest. Oh, and, and my interest is only peripheral at the best. I was going to say, in interest, my interest is very low to start with. And, yeah, the season just drags on. Yes, there are quality players in it as the World Cup showed. But, yeah, in terms of holding interest, it no, just doesn't doesn't do it for me at all. But, Greg, now moving on to something we have absolutely not forgotten but neglected, Super Rugby. So Super Rugby is 15 rounds, so we're into the 13th round, I think, is coming up. So just give our listeners an update. The table at the moment, so the Chiefs, Waikato Chiefs, Brumbies are coming second overall. Hurricanes third. Crusaders, Blues, Waratahs are sixth. So they're in a semi-final position. The Reds seventh. The Force eight. And the rest of the teams are not Australian teams. The Fijian team, Rebel. Oh, sorry, the Melbourne Rebels, Highlanders, and Mono Pacifica rounded out. So all of basically all of, all of our teams, or even the Force, technically could still make the finals. So, you know, it's still alive. It's Sorry, it's round 12 this week. So about four games to go. Three or four weeks to go. Okay. Look, and it is hotting up. In, and, of course, the rugby representative season coming as well. So, you know, it's getting it's getting in that good time of the year for rugby fans. Yeah, I'm look, I, I do like rugby a bit more than you. I don't follow Super Rugby. I do mind it when we get to the internationals. I do tend to watch the Wallabies when they play. But I find Super Rugby hard to get into. <laughs> Let's be honest, Barry. And, you know, we've talked about rugby before. Played well, it can be a really entertaining game to watch, but unfortunately these days it very rarely is. No, it can be a bit over-officiated, too much emphasis on the ruck and more. Yeah, it's, it gets boring, dull. It gets very dull boring to as watch. Bad yeah, yeah. I, and that's sad because it doesn't have to be played that way, but as you said, with the way it's officiated now and then the prominence of ruck and more or, or the priority that's given, it, it slowed the game down and gets a bit boring to watch. Yeah, which is a shame, but that's that's the way it is at the moment. Um, Greg, your your neck of the woods. So I know there's not much, not many teams playing now, but it's the business end of the NBA, or very close to. Yeah, very close. So we're down we're down to the final four teams, and we've got the well, we've got the Western Conference Finals, which is the final two teams on the West, and the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously on the East, and then the two the winner of each conference then play off for the the championship in the end. So in the West, we ended up with the Denver Nuggets, who were the number one Western team in the West all year. And surprise, surprise, the Los Angeles Lakers got through after finishing seventh through the play-in tournament. So we've got one and seven playing off for the Western Conference Finals. And their first game, their first best of seven was this morning, or today our time. And the Nuggets won that. So they're up one nil in their best of seven. The other series, we've got uh, Boston, who finished, I want to say second. I think they ended up finishing second in the East. And Miami, who finished eighth after getting through the play-in. So they've kind of, both conferences mirrored each other, surprisingly, and their best of seven series starts tomorrow our time in, in the first games in Boston. And that sort of emphasise what we keep saying, the finals, you're only going to make them. It's a whole new ball game. It's a new competition. When you've got basketball, or the North American leagues, you're talking about best of seven and you get one major injury to a star player in that best of seven and anything can happen. It makes it exciting, doesn't it? So it's, a lot of people say it's too much and drags out, but... It can level level the competition up as well with so many so so much game time, and the potential for you know the travel they play home and away injuries all those sort of things. Now travel's pretty good because they were 
fly private jets. So it, it's not bad, but it's still a yeah, change of time. And you know, talking about Denver, they play at altitude. So because Denver's the city itself is at altitude. So that has an impact on t- visiting teams all the time. So it, it, there's just so much game that it make, keeps it interesting. I think, I think Denver will get through the West. I think the Lakers are a bit older and, and will run out of energy. I'll be very surprised if they get through. But it wouldn't shock me, and it would be an upset, but it wouldn't shock me if Miami did upset Boston. Okay. we interesting to see how it does. So the, the Lakers, they're a certainty for the final then? No, I think, Denver will, I think Denver will be more likely. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. <laughs> you sarcasm. Misinterpreted your sarcasm. Yeah. Yes. LeBron's definitely get through based on my theory. So um, we'll see how we go. I was just thinking we'll have to dig out about 15, episodes, 20 episodes ago when you start of a year because they were going so bad. Oh, I had the written off. Lakers. I can't believe they've got this they, far. Well, they north from eight, something like that. North from ten. Zero and ten. 10. Yeah. Hey, so, it, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. They, they did they did retool their team at the trade deadline. And obviously the changes they made created a more cohesive team because the second half of this season they've been obviously much better to get where they are now. But but no, we it's will, good. I think it's good to have a season where the finals pan out a bit differently to how people are thinking. Certainly not the teams I thought were going to make it so far. Denver, yes, and Celtics were one of the better teams, but you, the likes of Milwaukee, who yeah, were the best Milwaukee team were. all year, uh, the Warriors have been so good over the last eight years and they got knocked out last week by the Lakers. Now there's some Philadelphia with the MVP getting knocked out by Celtics. So, yeah, it's interesting times. Does keep yeah, it interesting. That's good. Yeah, and great for the fans who you know think, oh, okay, we just scraped in. We're probably not going to go far. And next thing, they're yeah, yeah, they're they're there when it counts. Miami literally just scraped in in eighth, and and now in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, no, look forward to it. And as the number of games, well, yeah, the NBA don't mind that. No, <laughs> it's, it's all about the dollars. It's too. all about the TV dollars. The reason they play so many games is the TV dollars they get from it. So they they play alternate days now. So one. Western today, Eastern Conference tomorrow, and they alternate till they have a result. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see, see who actually makes it. Yeah, into the the big dance, as they say. So uh, yes, and we'll, look, this time next week when we weekend record on Wednesday night. So next Wednesday, we should have a fair idea of. We probably won't have. We could have the results, but we probably won't because I think, I think, both will go probably to six games, if not seven. I would say. I don't think there'll be any sweeps. I don't think anyone will go four one or four zip. Which is what you want too, isn't it? Which is yeah, also no, what the um the NBA will want. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll, we'll check in again next week, and we'll certainly have a, a fair idea what it's looking like, but may not have the results. Cool. All right, Greg. Well, in terms of reviews and roundups, that's probably it from me. But I just wanted to ask you: Did you have any just any comments or any thoughts, observations during the week? Just anything of interest that you wanted to you wanted to bring up? No, the only one, funny you say that, the only thing I was going to mention was, because um, we've been following a bit more closely, There, there's supposed to be a Formula One race again this weekend coming, the, one of the Italian races in Imola. But I was looking in the media today and there's a really good chance it could be cancelled because they've got a bit of freak weather going on in Italy and a bit of flooding going on around the area where the race is happening and it's no guarantee it's going to go ahead. So I don't know that where that round will be if it does happen, if it's just cancelled or postponed to later in the year, they'll have to keep my eye on that over the weekend. Okay, yeah. Interesting weather in the nor- Northern Hemisphere, isn't it? I know Canada's having heat waves and stuff. Yeah, but it's only early, it's only spring still. Yeah, that's right. And they've got a significant bushfires going on in Canada. 
And yet in Italy, it was these massive storms that are flooding, causing flooding. So look, whether it clears up enough to get the race done, but there was certainly serious talk in the media today around this race not happening on the weekend. So I thought that was a bit interesting. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully it, go- it goes ahead. Um, Greg, just something for me. I-, I think it might be something for a topic later. As much as I hate to admit it, I haven't watched them that that much of them, but Collingwood, do you know how AFL we've spoken in the last oh, probably five years? been very, very hard to watch. You know, the zones and the – Yes. Just very tight. And But the Collingwood team are just playing really good attacking, running football, you know, and I think, you know, A, they're having success, whether they can keep it up and with that, you know, intensity, energy level, but also – yeah, just great for the fans to see decent footy. So I think you kudos to them as much as much as the, even though they are Collingwood, we can't have too much of that. But yeah, I think it'd be good to chat about teams, not so much the best teams always, but just teams that well in whatever sport have just played really attractive, nice to watch. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, really attacking, nice to watch. You know, and there's quite a few. Like you know, even just without thinking too much about it. There's quite a few NRL teams over the years you could think of. The Entertainers, Canterbury from the early 80s. Look, Manchester United, their soccer for many a year in the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, so I was just thinking we might have a chat next week. Yeah, look, in the, in the 80s, the Lakers, Showtime Lakers, they were they were considered the fastest players and you know, the Magic Johnson and Kareem era there at the Lakers, and they were very successful and very popular style of basketball for that era. Yeah, I, I think it'll make, it'll make an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, and also, just recommendations. I'm, I'm not sure if you listen, Greg, but in a sports uh, podcast sphere, but I listened to some um, from Crown, Deaf, Deaf of a Sports Star. You've put me onto that, and I have listened to a couple lately, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, really worth a listen. There's some on, um, although obviously it's unfortunate, it's about sports stars who have been taken too young, but it does. Yeah, it does go into what you know, their life and you know, circumstances leading to the death. I found it really the Phil Hughes one really interesting how it was put together. Yeah, it's it's not a it's they're not too long. I think they're only about half hour episodes. Yeah, and half hour quite well presented. Into as you said, they give a history of the athlete, not just the sad ending, and uh, you know it can be a bit emotional. I put that out there before we go any further, but his background of each athlete as well, I've quite enjoyed them from that perspective. Yeah, no, I well, well worth a listen, guys. So it's. Death of a sports star, and you get that through your Spotify or Apple or wherever you get them from. And they actually do, it's not a sports thing, but they actually do corresponding uh, Death of a film star. And the first one they did was Death of a rock star. And some of those are, are really good as well. Yeah, so that's probably my little observation or recommendation for this week. But look, Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Yeah, I think that gets us to the end. And another, as you said, really busy week of sport this week. It's been so busy that once we log off, we sign off here. I bet you within the next hour, we both think of something and go, I can't believe we forgot to talk about that. How did we leave that out? Yeah. I meant to give, and I will do it for next Wednesday. This is a message to myself to give ice hockey because we're right down to the finals of ice hockey too. And I started, yeah, to, watch, Cup. started to watch a couple of those games. So I will give a, I'll do my research and do a bit of a Stanley Cup ice hockey update next week, NHL. All right. No, that sounds good. We'll look forward to it. But for this week, I think we're done, mate. I think that gets us to the end. I, I think we're done. But thank you very much to our listeners. And thank you, Greg, as always, for your thank great you. production. Technique. I, I know you do your best to try and make my voice listenable. And but I know, but as they say, you're a um yeah, you're a technical wizard, but you're not a but you're not a magician. Look, I do the best I can. I think we come up not too bad. Don't mind we doing do our it. best. We do I do my best. I do my best. Don't worry, I don't like hearing the sound of my own voice. So it's more about how I sound more than you. 
That's for sure. Yeah, everyone's the same, isn't it? it no, is. no one, no one likes to hear it. But hey, look, we do it. We do it for our masses of listeners. So, th- thank you very much, everyone, for for tuning in. And look, any any time, send us an email or let us know. Look, I often get a bit of feedback. I get a feedback here and there via email or just you know a couple of mates who do listen. They, which is our thanks for that, everyone who does that. And yeah, just thanks for giving us. You know, an hour, or as, as Greg said the other day, half an hour as you play us on double time. Yeah, if you get up to two, one and a half or two speed, get it down to about half an hour, 40 minutes, so not too bad. Our voices might sound all right, or chipmunk style. It could work better, that's right. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but look, thanks everyone, and thanks Greg, we'll speak again soon. We will, thanks all, catch you again next week. Bye-bye.